Hello! Welcome to another story about the Peters family. The title of this week's story is The Peters and Gender. As always, we've included a line from a hymn or a hymn title within the story. If you recognize it, send your answer to whimsywins at gmail.com. If yours is the first correct answer we receive, we will send you a prize. Last week's winner was Phoebe from Concord, California, with her answer of Be Still My Soul. From the story, The Hicks Family Grows by Two. Great job, Phoebe! Now it's time for this week's story, The Peters and Gender. It was a Saturday evening, and the Peters had invited their new neighbors, Billy, Sonny, and Rocket Cameron, over. The two families had been steadily growing in their relationship, and the Peters often had the Camerons over for dinner and other get-togethers. Only this Saturday evening was different. The dinner had been arranged at the request of Sonny, who said she had some pretty important questions for Daddy and Mama Peters about Rocket. Daddy and Mama Peters, no stranger to sharing wisdom with Sonny and Billy, had been praying as the day approached, sensing that this time something was more dire. For one thing, they had never asked in advance to have dinner. And for another thing, they had certainly never told them in advance that they would need some wisdom. The Peters had been praying for gospel-sharing opportunities, fervently praying that the Camerons would put their faith and trust in Jesus for salvation. Though Saturday evening would keep them busy hosting the Camerons for dinner, Saturday morning found the Peters family, along with their chocolate Labrador Bama, on a local hike. The hike was one of their favorites. It was a fire trail running through a meadow and then ascending to a hidden river that was pouring down in foamy white currents over a rocky pass into the valley. There was a shallow pool among the rocks, and the Peters waded in carefully, enjoying the cool temperature of the river compared with the warmth of the spring day. Penelope and Pearson splashed one another playfully, and when they spotted a small frog in the shadow of a boulder, both stealthily approached. They made a valiant attempt, albeit a vain one, as the frog hopped away and jumped into the safety of the water. Patience and Priscilla, sitting on the wet bank, where they sat playing happily in the pebbles, clapped and giggled (laughs) as the frog avoided the grasping hands of their siblings. Bama, who was off her leash in the leash-free area of the park, jumped around excitedly and barked her approval. After some more water play, the Peters continued their hike along the trail, admiring an emerald green grassy area with flowering plants and lush vegetation. The Peters never tired of seeing God's handiwork in nature. Though it was a local park, it was nestled in the evergreen hills, and its array of views and second and third growth redwood trees was something to behold. One Easter, a couple of years prior, the Peters had had their own version of a sunrise service before they'd gone to church that Sunday. The sunrise, with its rich hues of pinks, oranges, and reds which permeated the skies and served as a backdrop for the radiant sun, had filled their hearts with a sense of worship. This day, though, wasn't as hushed as it had been that Easter morning, as the family walked along the trail which was teeming with people and dogs. As they ambled along, the Peters noticed several different species of birds flying above. Daddy Peters pointed at a rabbit hopping off the side of the trail, which Bama happily pursued until Daddy Peters called her back. The Peters observed a couple of deer off in the distance, exploring a verdant meadow. Wow! Pearson gushed. If Todd were with us, I know what he'd be saying right about now. That this is totally tubular! Pretty sure you're right on that, bud, Daddy Peters agreed. Isn't God awesome? He asked rhetorically. 
I love how Psalm 115.16 says, The heavens are the heavens of the Lord, but the earth he has given to the sons of mankind. How kind and loving that God has created this enjoyment, this beauty for the people he's created. After walking a bit more, the Peters stopped for lunch in a picnic area of the park where there was a playground and picnic tables and benches. After lunch, though they felt like napping, Daddy Peters announced, Okay, kiddos, we're all pretty tuckered out, and we've been here long enough. We need to head for home. We need to get ready for the Cameron family, who are coming for dinner. We sure do, Daddy Peters, and I need to check on the roast I have in the crock pot, Mama Peters added. Pearson and Penelope, long accustomed to the training of their parents and the application of God's word in their everyday lives, simply acknowledged the directive, got up from the benches, and began putting on their backpacks. Priscilla watched wordlessly as Daddy Peters got her carrier ready to strap her on his back. But her sister Patience had a different idea, and she wasn't reticent about expressing it. She began whining, and it wasn't long before the whining morphed into shrieking and a full-on temper tantrum. Mama Peters quickly picked Patience up, but she arched her back, and a near-wrestling match ensued. I don't want to go home! Though it was toddler speak, Daddy and Mama Peters knew exactly what she was saying. Mama Peters, though, held her ground and spoke firmly. Patience, the Bible says, Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Obeying must be done all the way, right away, and with a happy heart. God tells us that children are to obey, and that is your role. I am going to have to discipline you. Daddy and Mama Peters never patronized the twins by speaking in baby words and tones. They knew that though the girls may not have understood what they were saying at all times, that someday they would understand what God's word said, and how God and Daddy and Mama Peters expected the twins to behave. Mama Peters walked patients to a wooded area for some privacy, and when she had finished, they walked back to where the family was packing up. It was obvious that Patience was in a much happier frame of mind. Boy, Mama Peters, I wish Patience and Priscilla weren't going through the terrible twos right now. I, I, know, I, I know they have to be disciplined, Penelope ruefully expressed as her voice trailed off. Oh, she realized her sisters could be a handful at times, but how she loved them. And it saddened her when they behaved poorly, requiring Mama and Daddy Peters to take action, even though her parents were gentle and loving with the twins. Mama Peters was sympathetic. I get it, Pen. It makes me super sad, too, though I like to think of it as their training twos rather than the terrible twos. It's quite a unique age. Toddlers begin more strongly to display their will and their desire to be their own masters. So it's also filled with many opportunities for training. Anyway, you see that patience is no worse for the wear. The twins will undoubtedly be sleeping well tonight. We're all pretty tired from the hike, but we've got lots to do at home, so we best get a move on. With everyone seated in the car, Daddy Peter started the engine. The family was only too happy to have a chance to rest their weary bones and listen quietly to the music Daddy Peters had playing. Nothing between my soul and the Savior, not of this world's delusive dream. I have renounced all sinful pleasure. Jesus is mine, there's nothing between. After arriving home, and Daddy Peters had opened the front door, the scrumptious aroma of the roast greeted them. Okay, I know we're tired, but we need to wash our hands because we have one hour until the Camerons arrive. Penelope, 
Can you set the table, please? And Pearson, I'd like you to mix a salad. Mama Peters directed the troops. It was almost exactly an hour later that the doorbell rang. Daddy Peters, who was still pretty tired from the hike, sauntered to the door, yawning as he walked. He needn't even have gone to the door, however, because the Camerons didn't even wait for the door to be answered. They just walked right in. Hey, Daddy Peters! Howdy, Mama Peters! Billy said loudly. He glanced around the corner into the kitchen and greeted the Peters kids. Billy loved the Peters family and felt quite at ease around them. Sonny was also very happy, and Rocket made himself quite at home. He gathered the wooden blocks in the living room and began to build something. The construction didn't last long, however, because in a moment they were all sitting around the table eating roast, baked potatoes, and salad. When they'd all finished eating the meal, Mama Peters ushered Pearson, Penelope, the twins, and Rocket into the other room with a dessert because she sensed that Billy and Sonny were beginning a grown-up dialogue not suitable for little ones. Daddy and Mama Peters, hey, thanks for having us to your home. Billy and I really, we really appreciate it. Billy and me, we're, we're kind of struggling. We, we don't know what to do about Little Rocket, and, and we couldn't think of better people to talk to about this kind of stuff. What do you mean, Sonny? Mama Peters asked gently. What's going on with Rocket? He seems to be okay. Well, I'll, I'll tell you, Mama Peters, nothing's really wrong with him, but, but we've been going to a preschool playground at the park, and it's just like like one with, with little kids that everyone goes to, and, and there's this little girl that Rocket likes to play with. And anyway, there's nothing wrong with that except that the little girl likes to bring pretty things for Rocket to wear, wear sometimes. And I don't like seeing him put on stuff like a pink hat or, or and, and, and a few days ago, she, this little girl, she brought a skirt for him to wear over his pants and so, so they could play like they was girlfriends or something. And, and I tried real nice to tell Rocket I, I didn't want him doing that stuff because he's a boy. But the girl's mom made me feel bad because it was like she was, like she was saying like I wasn't letting the kids just play and do what they're comfortable doing. Does that make sense to you? Daddy and Mama Peters listened intently and Sonny was encouraged to continue. Anyway, it, it just bugs me, that's all. I mean, I don't know why, but I don't want my kid wearing girl stuff. He's a boy. Billy thinks the same, but the other moms thinks I'm, they, they think I'm being ridiculous. Do you think I'm being ridiculous? Well, in short, no, I don't, Daddy Peters answered thoughtfully. So you think there's something wrong with a boy wearing girl clothes. Is that what you're saying, Sonny? Well, I never thought about it before, but it sure don't look right to me. It don't look right to me either. It's gross, man. Billy echoed. So your objection is that it's unnatural. Do I have that right? Daddy Peters quizzed. Yeah, that's it. Girls like girl stuff and boys like boy stuff. And, and it makes me feel like a bad guy when the other moms say I'm just not being tolerant and I should let my kids do whatever make, makes them feel comfortable. And I, I don't even know if, it's, if it makes Rocket feel comfortable or not. But, but you know what? I sure don't feel comfortable. Well, I wouldn't feel comfortable either, Mama Peters agreed. Well, the other thing is, this mom wants me to come over and let Rocket be the only boy at her daughter's sleepover birthday party. And she told me that her daughter thinks he's one of her best friends and that he's just like one of the girls. And that really, really bugged me. Rocket isn't girly, is it? Is he? I sure don't think so, Mama Peters responded quickly and affirmatively. Well, neither do I, Sonny said with conviction. Billy concurred with what Sonny had just said. He ain't girly. I told Sonny, this woman is not thinking right, and she shouldn't care what some lady at the park thinks. It don't make no sense to, to, to care so much about what this woman thinks. We, we, she, Sonny hardly knows her. Billy lovingly put his arm around Sonny. Well, it's hard not to care what she thinks when she talks so loud, and, and everyone, all the other moms, they, they just nod right along. Sonny tearfully noted. 
Well, Billy and Sunny, here's what Mama Peters and I know to be true from God's Word. Way back in Genesis, the first book of the Bible, it states that God made male and female. He made them separate and distinct. He made women to have certain characteristics and men to have different ones. And he has commanded that men act like men and women to act like women. Both men and women have distinctive roles. In fact, in the first chapter of Romans, which is in the New Testament, God says that one of the evil things that people do is they exchange natural relations for unnatural ones. That means kind of what you're saying. Men take the place of women, and women take the place of men. And it displeases the Lord. When children dress or act like the opposite gender, that sure isn't from God. And we see this kind of thing happening in our culture right now, and God hates it. We need to always remind our kids that while they're in our homes, they understand the role of boys and girls. When Pearson was a little tight and Mama Peters painted her nails, well, naturally, he was fascinated by it because paint is fun. But even when he was young, Mama Peters reminded him, boys don't wear nail polish. It's for girls only. And Pearson understood that. And thankfully, he listened. But it's up to us as parents to train our children to reject the idea that boys should act in any way like girls and vice versa. The Bible is very clear about it. Does that make sense? It does, Sonny began haltingly. But I didn't think about God in it. I know y'all are religious, though. Babe, remember? They, that Peter said they're, they're, they're not religious, but that they have a relationship with Jesus. Billy gently corrected. Oh, yeah, you're right, Billy. Yeah, well, anyway, I I never thought about it having anything to do with God and all. Sonny seemed somewhat confused. Well, Sonny, Daddy Peters began slowly, God created things, all things, all creatures to have an order. If we subvert that order, we're disobeying. Oh, yeah, that's right. Uh, Because, yeah, I remember because Mama Peters talked to me about that submission thing, right? Exactly. So it is right and good for you to reject the notion that your son should be more tolerant or that you or Rocket should allow him to dress as a girl. Oh, good, Daddy Peters. I'm, I'm so glad to hear you say that because well, what about, what, 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 should, what, what should we do? I can tell you what I would do, Sonny. I would separate myself from them. The Bible says that bad company corrupts good morals. Now, I know that you don't believe in the Bible yet. But the Bible is truth, and so you want to trust that truth and get far away from people who try to persuade you that you're wrong, Mama Peters encouraged. I understand, Mama Peters, but hey, Rocket loves the park. I get it, and he can still play at the park. But it's a bad idea to put him under such a strong influence. It's better to keep those influences away. Mama Peters' tone was encouraging, but firm. Well, Mama Peters, I I trust you, so... You're probably right, but I just get worried that we won't have any friends, you know? I mean, it's already kind of hard for us to make friends. Sonny sounded dejected. Sonny, we're your friends, Mama Peters reminded. And Sonny, the best friend you could possibly ever have is Jesus. And if you were to put yourself in the company of those who consider Jesus to be their best friend, I think you might eventually see that the void in your heart is filled. With a voice that sounded as though she was near tears, Sonny responded, I I see what you're saying. 
my mom used to tell me that all the time, that, that Jesus could be my best friend. I, I, just, I just didn't listen. Billy gave his wife a compassionate and loving look and then asked, Well, what should we do then? Here's my suggestion, Billy and Sonny. It was Daddy's turn to speak. We will start first by praying. And then what I think you should do is to come to church with us. Surround yourselves with people who love Jesus. Who knows? Maybe you'll begin to understand God's love, too. That's what we hope, anyway. Well, Daddy Peters, you might be right. You know, I'm not religious. I already told you that. But, Sonny, I'm down. Let's go to church with these people. Well, we would sure love to have you, Billy and Sonny, Mama Peters affirmed. Well, I ain't never been to church before, so I got no idea what I should wear. Billy sounded quite unsure of himself. Do I gotta get all dressed up or something? Nope. You sure don't, Daddy Peters assured Billy. Our church people will just be glad you've come. No one will care what you're wearing, even if... Daddy Peters paused for dramatic effect. Even if you come to church wearing your motorcycle helmets. For a moment, Billy looked surprised, but then laughed raucously. <laughs> you got me, Daddy Peters. And with that, he reached up and gave Daddy Peters an enthusiastic high five. This is Grandmom's Corner. We know this story has included a bit of a sensitive topic, but we hope God's Word will help you understand that God has made two genders, male and female, no matter what the world tells us. As believers in Jesus, we must get out in front of this stuff and teach our families what God says is truth and that we pray for God's protection over our kids. Now we're going to switch gears a little and talk about something a bit more lighthearted. If you remember, before the Peters had the Camerons over for dinner on Saturday evening, they took a hike in the Evergreen Hills. Where we live, there are all kinds of hiking trails and all over our state, there are redwoods and scenic areas that God has created. I love how the Bible describes God's power in Isaiah 48, 15. Surely my hand founded the earth, and my right hand spread out the heavens. When I call to them, they stand together. God has given us such opulence and splendor for our eyes to drink in. And it's not just in our state, but there's something different and beautiful in all of the states. Last year, a couple of my kids and their families took a vacation together. I've asked one of my sons-in-law, who went on that vacation, to share about it a little bit with you. Ask the beasts and they will teach you, the birds of the heavens and they will tell you, or the bushes of the earth and they will teach you, and the fish of the sea will declare to you, who among all these does not know, the hand of the Lord has done this, and in his hand is the life of every living thing, and the breath of all mankind. These words are found in Job chapter 12, and last fall my family and I experienced the beauty of God's creation at Yellowstone National Park. We saw the Grand Canyon of Yellowstone, we saw Old Faithful, which is a geyser or a fountain of water that shoots over 100 feet into the air. We saw Yellowstone Lake. We saw lots of hot springs, which are caused by hot water bubbling up from the ground. And there's beautiful colors all around the springs. Blue, green, orange, red, yellow. We saw bison herd and had a bison herd walk right in front of our car. And my daughter sat in the back seat and said, bison, bison, bison. We saw elk. We saw antelope, we saw a coyote, 
But all week we had prayed and asked, Lord, if he'd be so kind that we'd be able to see a grizzly bear or a wolf pack, or maybe even a moose in the park. Well, we spent three days in Yellowstone and we didn't see a bear, a wolf, or a moose. But as we were leaving Yellowstone, we decided to stop by the Grand Tetons National Park. And we spent three or four hours there. And as we were driving through that park, we stopped on the side of the road where lots of cars had gathered. And we got out and we walked over to the people and we saw a grizzly bear, a mama grizzly with four of her cubs. And when she stood up on her hind legs, you could see just how big she was, even though she was far away. And we were talking to some of the people and they told us that it was only the fourth time in 25 years that a mama grizzly had four cubs that survived. And the next day as we were driving through Idaho on our way back to California, right at dusk, we stopped on, on a freeway or it was more like a highway. And we saw this large deer and we thought, man, this could be a moose. We got out of the car and we took pictures and it was definitely a moose. It had a big bump on its back and underneath its neck it had this pouch and that's when you know it's a moose. And as we were driving home, we just thought how gracious the Lord was to us in allowing us to see not only a bear, but four cubs with the mama bear and to see a moose on the side of the road. The Lord willing, we'll be back next week with a new story about the Peters family. Bye for now.